As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. I just want to put that, that out there that you don't have to be 110% perfect. It is really, really impossible. You would have to be living off grid in the forest, <laughs> growing your own fibers for your clothing. You have your own compost heap. You are growing all your own food. You are getting your own water. You are doing everything yourself. <laughs> that is almost pretty much impossible. We're all perfectly imperfect people. The striving for perfection in our society makes you sick. It'll make it'll make you anxious it'll make you depressed and when you fully acknowledge that you just can can never be perfect and that you should just embrace being imperfect it really helps so i find with my eco anxiety i can only do the best i can do in the moment that i am doing something now let the magic begin Hello and Jai Ma, Jai Ma Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, your starseed sister. And I just, I just finished a quiet six mile hike. I am feeling good. And then I bathed, feeling fresh and ready to intro. I feel so inclined to bring this up. I'm so excited that Brie Melanson and I are hosting chapter two of the Your Own Magic Retreat in the place hundreds of you voted for, which is in Sedona. And yes, space is indeed still available. I think we have three to five spots left on site as of Monday when this goes out and several off sites. So application is in the show notes. The deposits 500 early bird special is $200 off or you can pay in full and get like 300 off. And yeah, I hope to see many of you in Sedona. And also I just want to give a lot of love to all of you who are leaving a review on this podcast it's truly helping more than you know it's the best gift <laughs> you can give your own magic this baby this entity not only for myself but truly for this entity your own magic which by the way is truly such a force thanks to all of you this community, this collective. It's kind of exciting how I have been calling in, in my own projector fashion, ways to create more opportunities, like this retreat, for example, opportunities for your own magic to continue to put a spotlight on every single 
one of us as this is truly like a circle all of us going through the same shifts and many of us shifting into you know the crystalline the fifth dimension which we talked about last episode as we've been living from our hearts in the fourth dimension for quite a while and together collectively we have so much depth to us um, but also individually too and I see how insanely talented so many of you are as I've been following a lot of you on the Instagrams and your drawings your illustrations your photography your poetry like what I am just once I've been able to open my eyes and just really connect on a deeper level with all of you it's insane how <laughs> in tune and magical I've always known you are but like I really 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 know that you are everybody that for whatever reason that is drawn to it seems like this podcast or this kind of lifestyle and community has so much debt to them and are indeed star seeds light workers of the world that are ready to help in their own artistic fashion the world up level and just inspire people just by being who they are and in their love and in their art so wow speaking of art my friend who came he has an art tattoo he came this weekend and we had a full moon celebration and it was intense it was powerful i couldn't even pick up my phone it was the pisces full moon and he came he's one of my old best friends from high school we went to prom together even though he's interested in men but when i first moved to la he uh shared a bed with me for about a year so he really knows me but he really knows me but he also knows old raquel who he sees is almost you know she she just doesn't really exist within me as I've evolved into me. It was amazing to be around someone that knows the old me but sees the new me, the evolved me. And so he stayed over and he was actually, in 2018, was the first person that I witnessed someone channeling an energy. He knew he was doing it and it was overwhelming but at the same time he didn't understand what was going on and he blocked it off. And so I had to remind him of that. I was like, remember when you just really tapped into this energy and you were downloading all of this wisdom of messages that I needed to hear at that time and you were just translating a higher guidance and he remembered that. And so we opened that channel back up and everything he said, whoa, it was such, whew. One of the most powerful full moon experiences of my life. I cried. I laughed and I'm still processing and I'm just so thankful for him and this message that he downloaded and I told my guides to use him as a channel because I know he's tuned into that and so this message is for the collective for you that I received from it whether now or you can just pocket this for later um, ask your inner knowing the greatest obstacle within that is perhaps a judgment or perception about someone who's been in your life since childhood or since you were born and what is that programming about them that you've been running on since childhood and simply just bring awareness to it no need to have to release it or anything simply the awareness enough is profound and that will help you release in time when you're ready 
So whatever the thought is that you've attached to someone who is profound in your life that makes you feel a certain way and your mind think a negative thought or your mind seems to lower your vibration because of your perspective, not because of them you realize, but because of your perspective. And then when that someone is brought up, what triggers this judgment? What is that thing that shifts within you which makes you feel like you've lowered your vibration? Something that you may have buried or even masked in many ways to lie to yourself about the situation and then sit with that, with what comes to mind and heart about that person and what is the truth about what your mind thinks about them? your mind thinks about them not what your soul thinks but what your mind thinks and just bring an awareness to it consciously knowing that you will release it but not now and then with this awareness the next time you meditate I encourage you to sit on this thought that you have about them with the intention to see and remember why you thought this about them and what it is that you fear they are reflecting to you perhaps you fear their reflection of you or of a potential timeline of a future of yourself and what you don't want to be or a timeline of your past self and what you don't want to be again perhaps they reflect why you are the way you are where you are now and that you blame that if you think that where you're at is not enough if that is what your mind is telling you. So what is the untruth about all of this? And you can ask yourself this in your meditative state when you quiet your mind and just bring this intention to heart and hold this within you, asking your guidance team to shift this, to help you see and remind yourself of your strength and your uniqueness and your individual evolution, even though we all are one and we're all mirrors. And you know what? I'm going to post a meditation for this. Uh, it will be up by Thursday on the yourownmagic.life membership site. Yeah, so we can shift this judgment or you can just do it on your own with some music um, as you quiet your mind and then simply just meditate on it in your heart, on this thought, on this asking what is the untruth about this and ask for you to see more clearly and have more compassion so you can shift this huge huge blockage so you may up level as you release this judgment you're going to release so many other judgments about other people and most importantly if you don't really judge a lot of people or if a lot of people don't trigger you but the one thing that does trigger you is yourself when you release this judgment or perspective on that one person you are going to shift so many self-judgments and perspectives that you sometimes may tend to attach to yourself and your vibration will completely detach from this and you can move forward and up level like I said so this episode by the way is not at all about doing any of that <laughs> but it is relevant as that Pisces moon though who I just went with an intuitive flow on how to dance with her and I did that with Sid and what a magical and powerful moon energy she was. And today we're going to talk about another mama, another magical and powerful mama, Mama Gaia, Mama Earth, as she has been a theme the past few weeks and I am beyond grateful to talk about this with you with my go-to woman when it comes to learning more about low-waste and zero-waste lifestyle, Amber Allen, aka The Fairy Local Vegan. 
a lot of you know I like to watch YouTube, and she's one of the YouTubers I like to watch. Anyway, I love Amber's bright and sunny vibe and her chill and unintimidating approach to low-waste living. I mean, she, she makes it a lot easier and way more affordable than our minds can fathom when we think about living a zero waste lifestyle. I'm like, yo, that, that could be a lot. <laughs> that might be a little extra on my plate. I've got a lot going on, but at the same time, my mind can quiet down because mama earth needs me, needs you, needs every single person to just make small changes to do their part. And then, you know, we'll get momentum going. And I would notice that when my momentum started to kick in recently, I'm doing a lot more conscious shifts for her. But you know, it starts with the simple things. Like, you know, we know the basics, we know to recycle, but what else can we do? Well, the fairly local vegan, Amber Allen, who I'd also like to call a fairy <laughs> local vegan, she's here to help us out with that in a very unintimidating way. And she's truly a power woman as, I mean, she's, she's a married mama, so she's got a husband, she's got three children, and has a very, very popular YouTube channel, which would probably be her fourth baby, which has over 200,000 subscribers. And you can find her at The Fairly Local Vegan when you click the link in the show notes. She's also an author of a cookbook with frugal and plant-based recipes. And I'd like to say she's even a voice for celiacs in helping them navigate and love their bodies and commit to their health. I find her a fascinating woman and I'm so thankful she's in my life. She's also, she's an Aries, so she's a fire sign. So we connected with that big love <laughs> and that fieriness and excitement. And yeah, I, I love her fire and I love what she shares. And I love that she is not afraid to get dirty. I mean, that is what she preaches is allowing us to get dirty. Like we talked about in last week's podcast, the importance of earthing and just allowing your bare feet to simply touch the dirt. So Amber, you'll hear her just true compassion for not only mama earth but all lifestyles all humans and passion even for making this lifestyle more accessible while she also shares up leveling tips that you can take for those who happen to already live a pretty reduced waste lifestyle i mean she's your go-to girl for up leveling in that way too this was so fun i just was truly on a high and i'm excited for you to hear one message I want to emphasize here, though we'll be talking about on the podcast, but I just want to emphasize is that she brings up the point that we really do vote with our dollar and our behavior. And to be honest, government and big businesses, they listen to what consumers want. Hence why you see so many products now uh, stamp that V label on their boxes the vegan label, fast foods are creating vegan versions of some of their most popular dishes like Del Taco has a vegan taco and Burger King has a vegan burger that they're happy to put a lot of money into to prove to others that the Impossible Burger or whatever tastes just like a burger. And so I think that is really huge. <laughs> oh my not tempted to eat the impossible burger but i mean like if i had to i would i don't even know if i would like the taste of it though because they haven't had meat in six years but 
that's beside the point. So again, let's vote with our dollar. She talks about how we can do that when it comes to plastic and other ways we can just vote with our behavior and make small changes in our lifestyle that will honestly have a huge impact on this planet. <laughs> I've got my metal straw with me right now while I drink my H2O. Also, Skillshare, by the way. Oh, it's 3.33. It's 3.33. Anyway, Skillshare has 30,000 courses, by the way, and you get to try them out for free for two months when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. I mean, you can learn how to YouTube and be successful at it like Amber, fairly local vegan, or you can start your own podcast like this one, or perhaps you want to learn how to paint or write or photograph or... You could be a tech geek. They got a lot of different courses for tech geeks. I don't know. There's a lot. There, there, there's something for everybody. <laughs> I'm looking at mine right now. And and for some reason, they want my next lesson to be a productivity master class. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Oh, dear. Anyways. And now, I'm thankful for you all. Oh, shout out to Michaela who created a your own magic vine for the artists of your own magic her instagram is at mak.lah michaela she's amazing <laughs> and she really has gathered uh i cried when i saw the vine that she has collected because again y'all are talented <laughs> very talented artists so michaela i love you so much and yeah, check out Our Own Magic Vine for the yomis of your own magic. All right, well, and now I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Amber Allen. from Montreal, Quebec, or like out in the country in Quebec. That's and right. I knew you were Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> you sound a little Canadian, but like, do I? <laughs> yes, but also there's something that there's a particular, I don't know how to pinpoint it, but there's like a particular essence that all Canadians have. It's like a vibrancy that is so kind and so sweet. And oh, so awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you and so when, much. That's so nice. Yeah. And I just love your vibe. I love your personality. I love your lifestyle. I love your family. I love oh it all. Goodness. So I'm Thank really excited. Thank you so much. You're too kind. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, do you feel grounded and centered? I feel pretty energetic today, to be honest. But Hell yeah. Could you give me one second because my dog wants to go outside yep. and I'm going to bring her outside. So I will be back in like two minutes, okay? Take <laughs> so your time. Don't be sorry. Okay, I'm back. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Again, don't be sorry. Plus, I know you're a mama and you've got kids, oh you got gosh. dogs. So if any time during this <laughs> podcast, you need to take a pause for them, 100% understand. I have my husband. He is now outside with the kids and the dog. Aw, your <laughs> husband's so great. That's amazing. <sighs> okay. I just let me catch my breath. <laughs> yes. Catch your breath. I love the excitement though. I love the energy. Thank you. I'm really energetic usually. So <laughs> I'm ready. I'm good. To go. You are. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I'd love to first begin by, you know, hearing for those that don't know who you are, hearing about your journey from your health journey, which is very inspiring to living a more conscious lifestyle, which ultimately expanded your awareness on how to better help Mama Earth and live a zero waste lifestyle. Okay, so I am Amber Allen. I am the Fairly Local Vegan on YouTube and on Instagram. I'm also an author, so I not only make YouTube videos, I do books. <laughs> and I've already completed my first book, so that came out uh, last month. <gasps> That's right, congrats. Thank you so much. That was a over 160 pages of recipes. All of them can be done in a low-waste way, and all of them are plant-based and vegan. And most of them, almost all of them, actually all of them, yes, <laughs> all of them are gluten-free, except for one, which can be made with regular wheat flour, <laughs> but I have a gluten-free version of it as well in the book. So I just want to put that out there. And right now I am working on my second book, which is all about being a zero-waste family, and it includes all my tips and all my low-waste ideas and thoughts, and I am putting so much of me into this book. <laughs> And it should be out by December or before December because I'm currently editing it now. It's very tedious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a lot of me is in this book and it's filled with advice and ideas and just the state of our world as it is now and what we can do to help it. So that's, oh, thank that's you. currently what I'm doing right now. And oh my goodness, what, what you wanted to talk about <laughs> my health. Yes, and you, your health journey. Oh, yes. So I found, let's see, I found veganism in, oh my goodness, it has been 13 years I have been vegan now. So 13 years ago, I became wow. a vegan. <laughs> I, was, I was almost 18, almost 18 when I became a vegan. So That's amazing. yeah, that was really cool. Was that before or after you found out about your chronic disease, celiac? It was around the same time. So I not only, yeah, I started getting um, stomach pain and I didn't know what was the cause of it. And I was diagnosed with celiac disease at 21. And it's kind of weird. So the, the severe stomach pain I have has continued. And I found out rather recently that I have Crohn's disease. And so there's a bunch of testing I'm going through with that because they don't know if it's like 110% really bad Crohn's disease or if I have something as well on top of that. So I'm undergoing like testing throughout the last two years, almost nonstop testing for different things. And so it's been a very, very long journey, <laughs> a very weird journey. Yeah. Um, but before I found veganism, I did was having severe stomach pain and it ha did does help it, I should say. It does help it to be vegan. Mm -hmm. okay. I was vegetarian before that as well. I've been vegetarian since the age of 12. Wow. And, yeah, and no one else in my family is vegetarian or vegan. I'm just like <laughs> the black sheep of the family, I guess. Same. <laughs> I feel yeah. There's a very, very amazing reason why you are so energetic, even though you happen to have these chronic diseases. <laughs> and that's why I find you so inspiring whenever I see you. It's because you live this very conscious lifestyle, which helps you maintain. I mean, you're a mother. You're a mother. You have a lot going on. You got a golden book, which honestly, you're like the go-to person when it comes to zero waste and low waste for myself. So the fact that you are doing all of this on top of having like a chronic health issue, I just want to honor you for that. And oh, thank you so much. It is, it takes work. Um, sometimes to all the other people out there, 
who have a chronic disease, it is hard sometimes to get out of bed. And I understand that. I understand that 110%. It is hard to live a life where you just only have so many spoons, hashtag spoony life. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's called spoon life (laughs) or spoonies. Um, Yeah, you only have so much energy and you can only delegate so much energy to certain things in your life. And so I do have my days where I am super tired and it is super hard to get out of bed, but I, I try my best every single day. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I am able to like pull from something (laughs) and just Mm -hmm. keep going. And I don't know how I do it. I honestly don't know how I do it, but I just keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't you, stop. <laughs> well, it sounds like you allow yourself the balance. Like if you do really need that rest, you give yourself that rest and somehow mm-hmm. magically you pull that energy because honestly, you're very aligned and in tune. So it doesn't Thank surprise you. me. Thank you. I try to be, I try to ground myself every day. I go out into my garden. I like earthing. Mm-hmm. So I like walking as yes. many places as possible barefoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's how I stay connected. I, I, a lot of people talk to me about how it's weird that I don't have shoes on a lot of the time on my Instagram or in my videos. I just don't like wearing shoes. And I just have never liked wearing shoes, to be honest. Even when I was a kid, I ran around barefoot. It just makes me feel good. So why not do it? Because <laughs> uh, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, intuitively, perhaps, I don't know when the disease really started to arise, but maybe somehow you kind of knew as a child, like you needed to do what you needed to do in mm-hmm. order to balance your body's equilibrium. So you, you know, not a lot of people, I mean, there are people, but not everybody is diagnosed with a chronic disease. So they wear their rubber soles and they feel maybe fine though mm-hmm. it would be best for them to you know <laughs> ground yeah. but you because of you know your history and yeah just being super in tune with mama earth and how to best feed your soul like that does not surprise me that you walk around barefoot nearly all the time <laughs> I love that and that you do you allow your kids to too oh absolutely oh, absolutely all the time and when we go somewhere let's say they're wearing shoes and we go to the beach or we go to a playground they're like mommy can we take off our shoes now and I'm like sure as long as the you know as long as the ground's pretty clean you know yeah <laughs> but like I love being barefoot. My kids love being barefoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we're very, we like to be free as much as possible. Same. Exactly. It's like just that freedom. And honestly, who cares? To be honest, I think that people that might be judging it are slightly just jealous. Oh my goodness. I'm doing yeah. it too. <laughs> I really think that people get overly worried about certain things yes. or don't want to leave, I guess, the mainstream way of thinking. Yeah. They think that shoes are law or something. <laughs> But yes. it's just, I don't know, as long as it's a safe situation, you can be barefoot. You can be barefoot in your backyard. It is okay to get dirty feet. You can wash them if you want. But to be honest, like I, I walk outside throughout the day and walk back in. And so, yeah, I have to sweep my floors and clean them once in a while. But like I go in and out. So do my kids. And we have dirty feet until nighttime when we wash them in the bathtub. It is okay to be dirty. Hell yeah. I love that. Well, and also it's so good for your body and so many ways because it builds that immune system like that's the real honest way to oh yes (laughs) so your kids are probably the warriors yeah well it has to do like everything comes back to gut microbiome right (laughs) yeah 
Oh yeah. Everything. Don't wash your food. Let's say you have a garden and you bring in a, uh, like a tomato from it. You don't have to technically wash it unless you've sprayed it yourself with something. Right. Yeah. So I like just eating from nature, trying to, it just makes sense to me to not wash my food from my garden, I guess. I wash oh, my yeah. carrots, but like most things are already clean from the rain. So why would I do that? Well, and you know the soil that it's coming from. See, I wash my vegetables because I, I travel a lot. I don't have a garden. I want to talk about your urban garden, by the way. <laughs> but um, just because sometimes I'm like, what if it touched something in the truck that it was delivered in? So oh, I try to well, buy that is, yeah, that is a completely different scenario because by the time you have your produce arrive at the supermarket is like been touched by about 50 people. Ugh, <laughs> you ugh, know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You are living my dream life right now, having an urban garden and everything. You really inspired me with this urban garden. When I settle, um, I don't know if it will be in a city or if it's going to be in the middle of the woods, but regardless, I need a garden. (laughs) (laughs) Having a garden really reconnects you back with the earth, okay? And I find... It, that that's empowering. That's like, that's magic in that soil right there. And I think a lot of us get disconnected from where our food comes from. So going back to our gardens, um, going back to our earth and reconnecting with it is so, so important, especially for kids. I think there should be garden programs where we show gardening in schools. It is so important to maintain that knowledge of how to garden and we get just dis- we're so di- disconnected from that as a society. We think that our food comes in on these trucks, and we're disconnected from the farmers who grow it, and we're disconnected from the process. It's really when you get down to it, it is so interesting. I can go on it on about it forever. I can talk about permaculture and organic gardening and like the soil and just everything. Oh. And I try to, well, in my garden, everything is organic. And I try to have only seeds from heirlooms. So heirloom seeds are different than mainstream seeds. So they're seeds that you technically don't see a lot of. And they're kept by seed savers. So it's really cool. I also save my own seeds. And to me, it's really important to have organic produce because it is very, very expensive in stores. So for me to grow it is important for me and my family. Oh, this is so new to me. I love it. Oh my gosh. So heirloom seeds are saved by seed savers, seed keepers, and you happen yes. to also be that. And yes. How in the world though, does one get started with creating a garden in their backyard? And what, oh. what did they first begin to plant, if anything, to start out their garden journey? It is so easy. So I'm from the country and I had, when I was a kid, my I had a sandbox and I filled it with dirt and started growing things in it. And that was like separate from my parents. I just loved growing things, always have. And when I moved to the city, because I moved to Montreal, uh, I was about 17, 18 when I moved to Montreal. And I was in tiny little apartments. And so I would grow things on my windowsill in little cups and like containers that I would find on the side of the road and the streets and stuff. And so I would grow beans in like little containers on my windowsill or flowers. And when I moved to bigger rental spaces with my family, as I got older um, and I I had kids and my husband and Mm -hmm. stuff, I would find like bigger things on the side of the road, like recycling containers that were broken and um, kids swimming pools with cracks on the bottom. And I would drag it back to our rental, fill it with dirt and grow things in it like potatoes, and onions and some like chives and just little things growing growing 
a garden doesn't mean it has to take up all your space and it doesn't mean necessarily that it is in the ground. You can grow in basically anything as long as you have dirt and seeds and some water and sunlight. You are good. You are golden. <laughs> yes. I love that idea, by the way, the children's touch. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Um, of course, there are certain seasons, though, where it might be hard to grow. So maybe doing yes. something indoors does help a lot. Exactly. So I have a lot. I have a number of plants inside as well. And it's great to just have plants inside your home yeah. because of oxygen. It helps create oxygen in your home. They do a service for us. They really, really do. And I just, I love having plants around. I have a naturally green thumb, so I will find plants on discount because they're dying at anywhere from grocery stores to nurseries. And I'll take them home and I'll pay like 50 cents <laughs> for a plant and then re, I don't know, resurrect it. Yeah. You nurse it back to health. I love yeah, that. I, I really do because, um, it's kind of cool to give it its life back yeah. in a way. Yeah. And then I don't know. I feel attached to it. A lot of my plants have names. I have a plant that is as old as my oldest daughter, seven years old, this, this cactus is, and he's awesome. And his name is Elmo, <gasps> seven-year-old cactus. <laughs> seven years old. You know what? My dad as well has a plant that is older than me because he's been awesome. nourishing it forever. He loves it. It's his that is amazing. baby because they are in a sense children. I mean, they are a form of consciousness. Yes. 100%. They're fully alive. You can feel them. They have a certain personality in a way whenever I'm with, around them. Agreed. Like I feel like I can sense a different plants personality with everyone that I touch. I totally agree with you. I talk to my plants. Maybe I'm a crazy plant lady, but I talk <laughs> to music for them. I, I, I change positions where they are. If I feel like they want to be moved, <laughs> I'm very, I don't know, in tune with them, I guess. I, sometimes I bring my inside indoors plants outside in the summer and I, I pay very special attention to as whether they want to go back inside or not. So if they start changing color or just like look a bit different, I bring them right back indoors and I'm like, okay, we'll fix this. <laughs> See you being a quote unquote crazy cat lady makes me think that you are actually more sane than anything <laughs> because that's the way it should be. I mean, everybody, the thing is though, is that it can be hard sometimes for a lot of people that might live in New York City or Los Angeles to oh, yeah. find places and spaces to really have plants around or connect with plants and connect with nature, whether they're in their house or they go Just out. But bring them yeah. home, put them in your shower. There are so many plants out there that need minimal light. Mm -hmm. And even cacti, you can't, it's, it's extremely, so insanely hard to kill a cactus, mm -hmm. really. All you need is a little bit of light. You can find really tiny cactuses. And just having that plant around, I find reconnects you with what life is like you know what what the essence really is and I find that it helps ground me a lot I don't know I just really like having plants around it makes me really really happy you're such an earth mama <laughs> you're such an earth mama and I think because of your connection with plants perhaps somehow it's almost like they whispered in your ear in some way to become more environmentally conscious if I'm going to go a little yes. esoteric I don't know I went I think I got interested in our earth as a kid because I would run around barefoot. I had our garden. We lived in the country. I was actually homeschooled. So I was outside all the time and I was in our woods and our lake and stuff. And I was always really connected to what was going on around me. 
in terms of what was growing around me and things like that and the wildlife. And that prompted me to go vegetarian at a really young age because I would find birds in the forest with broken wings and I would bring them home and tape up the bird wings and then let them go after they healed. I would find uh, abandoned baby mice and things like that and raise them and then let them go. I had um, almost like I don't want to say pet chipmunks, but I had chipmunks that would climb up onto me and onto my legs and even follow me into the house to get bird seed and then run back out. Oh, they knew. They weren't scared yeah. of you. They it was felt so you. Cool. It was so cool to be connected to wildlife in that way. And yet at the same time, making sure it stayed wild, you know, like they never became pets. They just stayed wild. But I don't know. We had a friendly interaction, I guess. And so yeah. when I found veganism, it was just really natural for me to go in that direction. And I found veganism basically went vegan overnight when I found it because I was researching online how to make myself and my stomach pain go away, how to make myself feel better. And I just, I found stuff online that night and just immediately switched over. And then, I don't know, I guess 2000. I don't know, 2000 and like 10, 2000, no, even earlier than that, two, around 2008, I started like looking at my products that I was using and switching over to more eco-friendly, biodegradable, compostable stuff that I could use yes. on my skin and my hair and on my face and things like that. And I even started making my own toothpaste and deodorant then. So I, that's been, <laughs> that has been happening for a very, very long time. And Back then, people just thought I was crazy. They thought I was this weird college student. Everyone thought I was this like hippie girl who was just really into veganism because veganism wasn't a thing then. Like 13 years ago, you could not get like all the different types of uh, plant milks in the stores now. You couldn't find, I couldn't find ice cream that was vegan at all. Like people thought I was crazy. And it's really, really kind of cool to see the progression of demand and supply in the mainstream world and how it's caught up. More people are becoming more conscious about what they're consuming and what they're using and they want to be more sustainable. That must be so amazing to witness because you're right back when you started, it did seem a little far-fetched. It did seem a little outlandish and out there and they would label them hippies. What's so funny is my dad used to tell me the two things I don't want you to ever be are a stripper or a hippie. And now that I am a hippie, he's all about it. And he's even starting to, you know, get more conscious and eat more plant-based and be more mindful with what he buys. So he's a little more eco-conscious. And it's just, it's funny yes. how the shift has That's really amazing. happened in the collective. I think it's amazing that you stayed true to you and being honest with what you knew deep down, because it's so easy to want to stay part of the status quo and not feel like the little weirdo that's doing things that's outside of ourselves. And there are people that are interested in this lifestyle, but they're surrounded in a community that may not fully understand it or be accepting of it. So how do can people just start to kind of like own this shift and just be themselves? Because I mean, that's how you really influence others too. I want to be honest. It is incredibly difficult sometimes to stay true to yourself and yeah. in the journey and to be 
let's say you feel a connection to wanting to go vegan and everyone around you doesn't think that's a good idea and doesn't want to do that, that can really disrupt your thinking patterns. It can really make you question if what you're doing is okay or not, or good for you even. So it's, it's incredibly difficult. I had to live through that. I had to live with a family that wasn't into being vegan or vegetarian and who constantly told me that I wasn't going to be healthy. And, or, and my family isn't into being zero waste and things like that. It, it takes, uh, it takes a while to feel fully confident in your choices. But I found that whenever I started thinking, oh, maybe the mainstream way of thinking is right. Maybe I, I'm not healthy. Maybe I should start wearing degree deodorant or something. You know what I mean? Like mainstream stuff, or maybe I should like buy into the consumer habits of wearing like, I don't know, buying foundation and a ton of makeup. Not that there's anything wrong with makeup, (laughs) just like buying into consumer habits or like maybe I need fancy clothes or something like that to feel like a good person or like an important person in our Mm -hmm. society. Whenever I started feeling like I needed to keep up with the Joneses, I would remind myself that that doesn't necessarily make you happy Mm-mm. because buying into consumerism, buying into materialism and doing what everyone else does isn't going to make you happy if you feel deep down that you're not on the right path and you're not being true to yourself. So you will, even if you, let's say, um, fall off the path for a while, you are always going to return to what interests you and the direction you're supposed to be going. So maybe you are supposed to go down the mainstream path. And if that does happen, and you feel good on it, I guess keep going. But I think that everyone is going to return to a path where they feel best and most connected with our earth and most conscious about their actions and what's affecting our world. Well, especially with everything going on today, it's been a great wake up call. It's Mama Mm -hmm. Earth knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. And it's so amazing. I mean, I don't watch the news, but I've heard the news, especially when I'm like around my parents or something, they'll have it on. And the fact that they refer to Mama Earth or the Amazon is the lungs of the earth. It's like they're starting to see, they're starting to humanize her because she really is part of us. People are like, oh, maybe I should probably not really buy so much plastic. Exactly. Exactly. Just paying more um, attention to what you're buying or what you're purchasing Mm -hmm. because your purchasing power Mm -hmm. is so huge. People forget that when they buy something, they are voting with their money. They are voting with their money for a more sustainable planet by supporting the companies that are actually sustainable or use compostable products. And so when you say, okay, I'm not going to buy this company's product anymore because they aren't fair trade or they treat their workers badly or it comes from a sweatshop Mm -hmm. or you know it's in plastic you are voting for a better world when you do not purchase from those companies yes 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 and unfortunately it's uh, there's a lot of products that I enjoy that happen to have some plastic and I'll be quite frank I'm not the most perfect at being zero waste. definitely not perfect at being zero waste not the most perfect at being low waste but I have compassion for myself because I remember Mm -hmm. what I do feel is right and then that's when I start to make more conscious decisions So it's like a, it's almost taken it day by day. I'm not 100% yet, but I've been taking it day by day as 
I know a lot of other people might be intimidated by just the lifestyle in general because they might think it might be too expensive when it comes to money and when it comes Mm -hmm. to time, you know, they might think, oh, it's just going to take me so much time to have to, you know, cook all this food and get all this bowl. But I know that this can be debunked in some way. And so um, (laughs) why is it so important right now to begin this waste-free conscious lifestyle or, and how can we just begin to take small steps each day? Because I'm trying to take small steps. <laughs> so just going back to what you were saying before, I don't think that zero waste is something you can do 110% and be perfect mm. at. It is, we live in an unzero waste world. We are not yeah. set up in our world to be zero waste. There are companies mm-hmm. that make stuff in plastic that we need, like things like medicine and going to the dentist and things like that. You can't get away from it being in plastic or not, you know? Yeah. Our lifestyles and just being living on our planet does create waste. You just have to be more conscious about what you're doing. So when you create waste, you just have to acknowledge, okay, I did this. Um, and I'm going to own that, that I did that. And so I just want to put that that out there that you don't have to be 110% perfect. It is really, really impossible. You would have to be living off grid in the forest, (laughs) growing your own fibers for your clothing. You have your own compost heap. You are growing all your own food. You are getting your own water. You are doing everything yourself. (laughs) That is almost pretty much impossible. You would have to have a community around you who is doing the exact same thing and have a chance at having a fully zero waste life. Yeah. (laughs) You can only do the best you can with what you have and what you know. And I repeat this a lot on my YouTube channel, just because I like reminding people that you, you only know so much. And when you know better, you can do better, but just be conscious of your actions, you know, make sure that you are doing things for the right reason and don't overburden yourself. So if something is really hard for you to do and you are having difficulty with it, or it is out of your budget, do not do it. Mm -hmm. Don't overburden yourself because this should be fun. Mm-hmm. This should be something that you're doing because you want to help the earth and you want to help yourself. You want to help future generations. You want to help the animals on our planet and the oceans, but don't do something if it's going to affect your health badly. Like I, for example, have to go in for colonoscopies that creates medical waste. I can't get around that. And I don't want to jeopardize my health by being like, no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. There are some things you just have to accept as being wasteful and you just have to keep going on and trying your best. Okay. But that said, I think that there are ways to do this lifestyle in a way where you are not spending a ton of money and not overexerting yourself. There are so many companies out there, sustainable, small businesses out there that are coming out with zero waste products that make it easier to be zero waste. So you don't have to do everything yourself. If you don't want to make your deodorant from scratch, <laughs> you, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. You can get glass jars or cardboard um, containers of deodorant these days. You can get them in a zero waste way. You can get sent from zero waste shops online. You can use reusable containers. You don't have to make your own cloth bags unless you want to, that sort of thing. But that said, I do make a lot of my food from scratch and I do make my own deodorant and I do make my own even cleaning vinegar for my home. So I try to do everything myself and as frugally as possible because I really just don't like spending money. Yeah. (laughs) 
And, but that said, that said though, I do go and support the small businesses out there that are trying to be more sustainable and conscious about their actions and who are zero waste. I think that's really important to vote with your money and support those businesses. Otherwise we are going to have a, a world still filled with mainstream businesses who are just trying to make a buck on you with plastic containers of deodorant. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. So that was a long rant there, but I just really do believe that there are ways you can be more frugal or cheap in this lifestyle. And that includes going to bulk stores and comparing prices. And let's say like, this is not about being perfect. This is about doing the best you can with what, what you have and what you know. So if your budget doesn't allow you to buy something in bulk and you find that thing, let's say cheaper in let's say a glass jar, glass jars are amazing. Yeah. They're awesome. Buy the glass jar because you can reuse it, but just be like conscious of what you're doing. So like, for example, uh, it is really hard to find strawberries in a zero waste mm -hmm. way in the winter time. Okay. You, either you're getting them in plastic containers at the grocery store or you're getting them plastic bags at let's say Costco. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I store food in the summertime. So I went and I bought $75 <laughs> worth of local strawberries from a local strawberry farmer. Now everyone doesn't have a strawberry farmer close to them, but if you do, I go and get my strawberries local and I will get them in big cardboard flats and they are all in little plastic containers. So not like they don't have lids to them. They're just little containers. Yeah. And so I will chop up all the strawberries, which is what I'm doing this morning. I'm chopping up all these strawberries today I and I'm putting them in glass jars and putting them in my freezer. Mm -hmm. And so just going back to that, they do come in plastic containers, like little kind of like boxes. Yeah. So I am going to take those plastic boxes and either reuse them or bring them back to the farmer who gave them to me. Oh. And in that way they are being reused. So that that's kind of in line with being more conscious about your actions and knowing what you are doing. So if you can reuse something, definitely reuse yes, it. Yes, I absolutely. Sorry, that was long. <laughs> no, I will. First of all, most every answer will probably end up being long because we go deep. But no, um, good, good, good. I love I, it. I'm all about the long answers. Trust me. But also, when it I'm so glad that you said that because I was really curious how we can um, a reuse plastic, but also in a creative ways. But b mm -hmm. um, get the message out there of different types of material we can begin using instead of plastic so that perhaps companies will begin making the shift from oh it looks like people really don't want to use plastic anymore because it's kind of hurting mama earth so maybe we should just invest slightly more it's okay maybe we have to charge slightly more because i think that exactly. everybody it will all nominally add up the second even if they start charging more we'll start making more it will all even out in some way magically and i do see honestly in like I mean, I could be very ambitious, but in 10, 15, 20 years, like that's going to be the route. It just, it's got to go. We've got to do this before, you know, it's irreversible. So. I completely agree. I see us ha heading in that direction as well. And the sad, okay, this is a sad thing. It's a sad fact of life. <laughs> Companies pay attention to graphs and like supply and demand and yeah. how much money is being spent on what. Yeah. And so the more money you spend on glass containers or BPA free tins, the better because tin cans can be like recycled indefinitely as can glass. So those are the two things. If you need to buy a container or something, 
get BPA-free cans because they don't contain plastic, and get glass jars. Those are the two things you should focus on if you are looking for packaging or even cardboard. That can be recycled to a degree, but I try to focus on things that I can personally reuse. So I focus on use getting glass jars. And so that's my thing because I can reuse them and I can fill them with bulk items. I can fill them with stuff from my garden to freeze. So that's what I really focus on. But by supporting companies who are, who have glass jars, let's say you go into your supermarket and you see a glass jar of tahini and you see a plastic jar of tahini and the difference between the two is let's say $2 get the glass jar because you can reuse that and that is better for our planet and at some point that supermarket is going to see a table of their products and what is selling more and they are going to be like well we're not going to stock the plastic one anymore everyone seems to be buying the glass one and the company is going to be like oh wait oh, oh my goodness no one's buying our plastic item anymore we better switch to something you know yes really about supply and demand and voting with your money because voting with your money has almost, no, I'm going to say it. It has arguably more power than going and voting in an election. That mm -hmm. said, go and vote in elections, but I'm just saying it, it contains so much power. You have so much power as a consumer to change this planet and you may not even know it. So yeah, go and vote with your money. <laughs> I have chills. That is so true because I mean, you've even seen in the past few years, how many companies are putting their uh, products, like labeling it plant-based or vegan friendly because yes. people voted with their money that they want more vegan friendly products, whether or not they're fully vegan. Um, oh, yes. People, like myself, I might not be 100% vegan, but I do have mostly, mostly, basically all I have is like local eggs on occasion, right? At this time. No, no, no. I'm going to jump in here and say, good for you. Because you know what? It's not, I, I know this is, I'm a bad vegan, but I'm going to say this anyway. I'm, I'm, I eat a completely vegan diet and I yeah. have a vegan lifestyle, but that said, I understand why people eat meat and I understand why people eat eggs and you, everyone is different on this planet. I have friends who have Crohn's disease. They can't eat vegetables. Right. <laughs> they just really can't do it. It hurts them. Yeah. And so everyone is different. Everyone is fighting their own battle. Everyone has different medical issues and needs. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that everyone can't be vegan. It's a matter of budget. It's a matter of food deserts out there. It's a, a matter of health and medical necessities. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a bad vegan who acknowledges no. that everyone can't be vegan. So you know what? You are doing an amazing thing by eating the local eggs because that is better than going to a company that has a bunch of chickens in a big you know, I'm, you know what I'm talking I about? Can't. Yes. It's That's why I can't that. even, if we go out, I won't order the egg dish because I know I'm only supporting the wrong the egg company. Farming, yeah. The commercial yeah. farming. Um, but this is new for me. I was vegan for a while. And so I'm, thank you for saying that. I actually haven't even come out about it yet, but it's for, oh, you're out now. <laughs> I'm out now. And, um, yeah. And so the fact that you said that, uh, I actually almost wanted to cry because it was for, like you said, health reasons or whatever. And yeah. I was feeling, but at the same time I knew I mean, I, I was guided to, but that's, that's beside the point. And so thank you for saying that. And also yeah, I, everyone's different. Everyone has their own stuff yeah. going on. And I just don't think it's 
fair to say everyone should follow a vegan diet because not everyone can. And we really need to acknowledge this as a society and as uh, even in the vegan community, I don't think that a lot of vegans like that so many people are not vegan anymore or not so vegan anymore. And we have like veganism is growing. I mean, it's trending. We have so many vegan products these days. And I think it's more important for people to be imperfect vegans. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's more important to be vegan when it fits your budget and the opportunity comes up and you can do it rather than being so stressed out about being truly vegan all the time. I think it's better to be imperfect about something, even that imperfect was zero waste, be an imperfect zero waster, be an imperfect vegan. And I think that is better for our planet than doing nothing. Oh my gosh. Amen. Girl, you just like, you get it. Preach. This makes me feel so happy to hear somebody that has such a strong voice voice. in the community. (laughs) You do. You, you really do. I can hear the passion behind it. And you know why it's so important. It's because some people to them, it's all or nothing. Like I'm not going to get, even though just in this season of my life have been eating mm-hmm. eggs, doesn't mean I'm not going to. No, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's forever. Yeah. Um, exactly. I think that like, for me, I understand why people can't be truly vegan because I have been, like I said, I went vegan in, I think it was like 2007, 2006, around there. And like, I was maintained being vegan that entire time. I was even raw vegan in there, which is really extreme and out there. Like, <laughs> that's really, truly hard. I've done that. But, um, and that was tr- me trying to fix my stomach issues, which I already had and yeah. it just didn't help fully. But anyway, getting back to my point, I understand why people can't be vegan all the time because I did. And now this mm-hmm. people aren't gonna like this either if they're really into veganism, right. maybe. But I could not be vegan when I was a single mother. So I left an abusive relationship uh, three days after my daughter Selkie mm-hmm. was born. She's seven years old now. And she came a month early because of the extent of the abuse. And after I got out of the hospital, I left with a tiny suitcase. And I had nothing. I had no money. Um, I lived in with my parents in their basement for a bit, but there was like no vegan options in the tiny country town they lived in. And then I moved back to Montreal. I had a tiny little apartment and it was cockroach infested and I had to go to food pantries and food banks and I would eat anything I could find basically. I would eat absolutely anything. I have celiac disease. I ate bread just to get by. I went like, it was bad for an entire week once I ate coconut oil. So I have lived, I have lived like working full time and just having enough money for my daughter to go to daycare and for her to eat and for me to get to work and stuff on my bicycle. But I had to go to food pantries and food banks and I would try, I tried my best and I wasn't able to go back to being vegan until I met my husband and I converted him by the way. And then we have our vegan kids, but, um, and everyone's vegan now, but it was really hard to live in a poverty situation. I was making so little money and just, just getting by. Everything was going towards my rent. Everything was going towards daycare. I had so little money as a single mom and I recognize now, maybe I was a, like, I used to be a hardcore vegan <laughs> and I was like, oh, everyone should be vegan. And it took me going through that situation yeah. to realize, Hey, wait a second. 
food deserts exist where you can't get to vegan food, you know what I mean? Or even a grocery store very easily. Um, poverty exists where you cannot afford everything that you need to do to survive. And so, and then I have my medical issues and I've met so many people who have GI issues or stomach pain and things like that. And they just eat what they can eat because they are so restricted. And so like I'm, I'm on a restricted diet. It is really hard for me to eat most of the time. So I drink like a ton of juice. I juice most of the things I eat. It is really hard to get by, but I just recognize now that everyone has an inner battle that they are fighting and they are just trying to live their lives and you can only do what you can with what you have and what you know. So just do your best. <laughs> that was a long spiel there. Sorry, I go on mini rants. <laughs> I'm loving the mini rants. I'm loving the passion. I'm loving the fact that you are showing the true compassion behind the vegan message, the conscious message, yeah. the, um, yeah, because a lot of people can experience anxiety to be perfect and that just throws mm -hmm. them off completely sometimes. And so yeah, that- it's about being compassionate, not like you have to be compassionate to other people and be compassionate towards yourself. Yes. Like you really do. And like when I, left my situation of living in poverty and started like things got better I got a better job things started working a lot better uh, I was able to go back to being vegan converted my husband to veganism he, mm. he did it on his own I say converted to veganism <laughs> but really he did it on his own I love he was that. like let's do this you know um, but yeah it's it's not for everyone and certain situations make it incredibly difficult it is I really do believe it's a privilege to be vegan in our world. If you are healthy enough to, if you have access to the fresh food and the, all the vegan products, you can do it easily, but mm -hmm. not everyone can do it. So this is for the soul expanding and personal development curious humans out there that truly want to expand in a skill of some sorts that they felt they haven't had the time for, the resources for, or the money for when it comes to whatever they want to do. And honestly, we're abundant. Nothing should hold us back, especially money. But sometimes it takes a while to get over those blocks. I get it. But at least for now, in the meantime, for free for two entire months, you are welcome to join Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic to try over 30,000 classes. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't have time for 30,000 or you will probably won't be interested in 30,000, but at least they probably have something out there for you as there's a variety of different types of courses from creative courses like photography and painting to business courses and tech courses and prototyping, web design, mobile development. Oh me, oh my, there are so many. <laughs> Podcasting, by the way, and writing and poetry or um, helping out with social media of some sorts. I obviously haven't tried all those different categories, but I have dabbled with some of their writing ones. And I also just recently, which I thought was really interesting, was curious if they happen to have a hypnosis course. And not only do they have a hypnosis course, but it actually helps you become a certified hypnotherapist because it is accredited as there are many modules and it's pretty lengthy and dense. Well, it seems to be dense. So if you end up actually taking that course, let me know because that fascinates me. <laughs> and it's free. So who knows what else they happen to have if they have an accredited hypnotherapy course. Anyways, again, 
Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic is where you go to to get your two months for free. That's Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And now on with the show. Thank you for acknowledging that. That means a lot because people can get anxiety about it. So yeah. Wow. And oh, speaking of anxiety, by the way, I think I was watching one of your YouTube videos and something that I believe you call eco anxiety, which was a perfect term for something that a lot of people experience. Do you mind talking about this as we try to balance our mental health when it comes to getting into this lifestyle? Yeah. So I find I was, I get eco anxiety. (laughs) So eco anxiety is basically when you are so, I guess, aghast (laughs) with the world and the way it's going. You hear about the Amazon and it's on fire. You hear about the amount of plastic in our oceans. You hear about like, you know, 10 years from now, we're going to be basically have no point of return. You know, you hear about all the bad things happening in our world. And I really find that the news I don't watch the news anymore, but (laughs) I really find that news stations really love bad news. They really Mm -hmm. like to smoke it up and like talk about it. And so I find from not, by not watching the news that actually helps me stay focused on my path to do the best I can do. And I find that the eco anxiety creeps in when I start hearing all the bad news and start hearing about that there's no there's no point of return, nothing you can do can save us, that sort of thing. And that's just really not true. If we all kind of like do our imperfect best, we can get there. It's a bit not about being perfect at all. It is like a nice, I don't know, I always identify with the wabi-sabi. I hope, I hope I'm saying that right. It's like a Japanese art of, I think it's, I believe it's Japanese art of being imperfect. So you'll have a cracked jar or a cracked bowl and it is perfectly imperfect. And I really love that because we're all perfectly imperfect people. The striving for perfection in our society makes you sick. It'll make you, sick. It'll make mm-hmm. you anxious. It'll make you depressed. And when you fully acknowledge that you just can, can never be perfect and that you should just embrace being imperfect, it really helps. So I find with my eco-anxiety, I can only do the best I can do in the moment that I am doing something. So, you know, in terms of my health issues, I have to accept that I am not a fully healthy person. I have to accept it. I have to accept that it creates medical waste and that I am doing the best I can. And so I have to constantly remind myself of that, that I'm just doing what I can with what I have and what I know and what I've been given. You know, if I were a billionaire, I would like pledge so much money towards like things and create entire movements with my money. But I am not in that position because I'm not a billionaire. (laughs) I only have like my limited budget. So instead, I try to focus on what I can do, which is I take my purchasing power back. I don't let mainstream society tell me what I need to buy. I buy things that I think are a vote for a more sustainable world. And that is how I make an impact. Seriously, with each individual just making a small impact in some way collectively, it does wonders. By the way, I have imperfect tattooed on my back. Oh my god. It's one of my favorite tattoos. Love it. Love it. Yes. Yes, I'll show it to you. I it's one of my favorite tattoos, absolutely, just because that because my entire life I always reached for perfection. I mean, I was a pageant girl from the age of four. You know, so like I understand fully. Oh yeah. That's why I'm imperfect is like 
the word that resonates deeply with me, just yes. owning that because none of us are going to ever be, but I love that you even tie it into being an imperfect vegan and imperfect yes. waste-free conscious person because we do our best. We really do. But as long as you know, you're doing your best and you're making those conscious choices individually, making your imprint in the world collectively, that's going to end up, you know, doing wonders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of your tips then for uh, someone wanting to incorporate, integrate more of a waste-free or just conscious lifestyle in a way that might not be intimidating okay. each day, what we can do simply. Just, just going to the store with a cloth bag and not taking that plastic bag does wonders. It's amazing. Mm. You, so bring cloth bags, bring cloth produce bags with you to the grocery store. It's so easy. Hunt down, if you can, your local farmer's market and go to that. Connect with your farmers. Talk to them about how the food is grown. All these things will make a dent in your mind. <laughs> It'll remind you why you're doing what you're doing and why we need to be conscious consumers in our planet so that we have a sustainable future. Um, doing little things like buying a glass jar of something instead of a plastic jar of something, that is something that you can do super, super easily. Going to your local bulk store or bulk section of your grocery store, like Whole Foods has a bulk section. Bring your jars with you, bring your bags with you. Um, go tear the, the jars at the cash register and de like deduct that at the cash when you are taking out your beans or your, your oats or whatever. So there, there are so many small things you can do just by being more conscious of what you are consuming and buying and things like that. And especially, I want to emphasize this actually, mm -hmm. I think this is one of the most, actually, no, I have two ideas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Most two important things that you can possibly do. Reusing packaging, I think is like number one, reuse the packaging. So if you buy something, let's say spaghetti sauce in a glass jar, reuse that glass jar or put it up on like Facebook marketplace for people to come pick up from you and they will reuse it. So instead of recycling that glass jar, put it out there to be reused. And then like the last possible thing you should do with it is recycle it. Because even though a glass jar has an infinite, uh, recyclability, I guess. It's infinite. It can keep being recycled. I think it's more important to reuse things. So definitely try and strive to reuse things. And then the second one is strive to buy things secondhand. You can find so many things out there in thrift shops or even on used stuff online. You can go to threadup.com. They have amazing yes. secondhand clothing there. I just, I just downloaded that app yesterday. It was a... Uh... So <laughs> It's so good. I actually just bought stuff this morning for that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is so easy as a mom to go on that app and purchase uh, secondhand clothing for myself and for my kids. Cause like, I have to face it. I, it is incredibly hard for me to go shopping with my kids. Sometimes I, I can, I can't try anything on and they don't want to try anything on. So it's easier for me to go online and appeal comfort of my own home and shop online sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when I shop online, I buy secondhand because our resources in our world are not infinite. Like we, when you go into a store and let's say go into Toys R Us and buy a plastic toy for your kids, you are supporting a company that goes and gets and makes plastic. And so instead, if you want, let's say you really want your kid to have that plastic toy, 
Like no judgment. Go and find it secondhand. Go onto Facebook Marketplace. Go into Craigslist and find that toy secondhand because one, you are gonna pay less. And two, you are not telling that company that there is a bigger demand for that toy. So like re we need to reuse what we have on this planet already, not create more new goods, if that Ooh, makes sense. That is so when it <laughs> When it comes down to it, it is all about consumer power. It really is. So when you tell a company, I am not going to buy your plastic toy anymore. I'm going to find it secondhand. They aren't creating more toys with the resources, the limited resources our world has. And when let's say, let's say you want a new toy for your kid and it can't be secondhand. Find a toy from a small business, a small sustainable zero waste business, support a local maker, do stuff like that because that is also voting with your money. And people don't really understand when it comes to small businesses and supporting, let's say, local farmers, local like makers, sewers, people who create uh, clay mugs, things like that. They are supporting a family when they do that that money goes towards a maker's family or a farmer's family or a baker's family. And that money is kept in your local economy. And that is really important. People don't understand uh, how big they need. Like it is people, you really need to support your local economy. You just really have to do it. Yes. Believe me. Yes. And when you give money, let's say to a big plastic toy company in Toys R Us, you are supporting those big companies, but those are corporations. Those are not, that is not going towards someone's family or a small business's family. That's going towards a corporation. And some of these, these companies support their, their employees so horribly. And so when th this comes in with purchasing power as well, and being a, a conscious consumer, when you support a corporation, a company, a small business, do your research. Do your research, make sure that they are treating their employees fairly. Make sure you know where your money is going. And I'm gonna go on a bit more of a rant, sorry. I love it. I, I really have um, thought about this lately and it's like really getting to me. A lot of companies right now are into the zero waste, low waste trend. And the thing about that is a lot of companies are now coming out with new packaging that is compostable and I'm putting compostable in like almost quotation rabbit ears right now because they aren't compostable. These are like keywords that companies slap on their products, just like companies slap on organic, an organic sticker on their products when it's only, let's say 60% organic. Mm -hmm. So these, these are things that really, you really need to pay attention to. Like if you go on amazon.com, let's just say it's amazon.com mm -hmm. um, and you see dog bags and they say biodegradable or compostable, do your research and make sure those doggy bags are compostable or biodegradable. And just to say it, put it out there as well, biodegradable and compostable are two separate things. So mm -hmm. compostable is when something fully breaks down into our earth. There is no trace left. It can grow a tree. Wow. I didn't <laughs> but, know this. And biodegradable. But biodegradable, biodegradable means it breaks down and it'll break down over the course of many years, let's say five plus years, mm -hmm. and there are remnants left of it. So like 
that bag will break down, but there'll be microplastics or something left over from it in the earth. And so instead of supporting companies that are coming out with biodegradable products, look for compostable products. Do your due diligence as a consumer and support the companies that have true organic or not organic or compostable products. You have to really research this stuff and make sure it's what you're buying because there is greenwashing going on and zero waste or low waste stickers are going to be starting to be slapped on a ton of stuff. Yeah. And so make sure that you are supporting good companies that are hoping for a sustainable future, not companies that are just trying to cash in with the zero waste, low waste trend. I've been a fan of Hum's gut instinct specifically for a while now, as you probably know, which contain 10 strains of probiotics and 25 billion organisms with 30 vegan capsules in their 130-day supply. And now that I'm also turning 29 soon, I'm starting to become more aware of this thing that I could never really fathom because I think I thought I was invincible, but something called aging, which I guess does apparently happen. So I'm taking their turn back time age-defying skin cell protection supplements, which contains turmeric and phytopolyphenols for antioxidants, and polypodium leucotomos as a UV guard. And forgive me if you happen to be very smart and you know how to actually pronounce what I just said properly, because I'm not confident in how I pronounced any of that. Anyway, so HUM is continuing to gift the Soul Tribe 20% off their purchase when you use the promo code MAGIC at checkout. Their supplements have been meticulously selected to help you out with any sort of tummy issues, skin issues, nails, metabolism, energy, sleep, or nutritional deficiencies that you might possibly need with the highest quality ingredients possible. And HUM products, they are gluten-free, they're non-GMO, and most of them are vegan. And the Soul Tribers can receive a free nutrition report from one of their nutritionists to find the right hump supplement for their needs. They also have deals often, like buy three for 25% off. But on top of that, 25% off, you get your 20% off with the promo code MAGIC. So why not? Just go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC for 20% off your order. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. Mm, are you aware of any companies that come to mind that we can begin buying some products from, purchasing from, um, in order to support them and our effort to reduce waste? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't want to say any specific companies right now. That's fine. Unless I, I think of one offhand, but there are so many small businesses out there that are trying to create change in our world. Like they have um, compostable packaging or recyclable packaging in terms of they ha have glass jars they use, or they use uh, recycled cardboard tubes for their deodorant, or they use uh, tins that are made out of metal. Those are things you have to pay attention and look for. Um, support the small businesses. I really want to put yes. out there. We should be supporting more small businesses, more small makers, like go on Etsy, find someone who is local to you, who's making deodorant. If you don't want to make deodorant, um, support the small companies. And even like, if you can 
go and pick it up. <laughs> Don't have it shipped in the mail if you can't, if it's possible. Do small things like that because those are the small things that make a difference. When you say pick it up though, because sometimes, I mean, well, unless you're like walking and biking, but at the same time, um, if it's carried with all the others, doesn't that kind of help reduce? That, that is true. I, I guess in terms of picking it up, I meant like, you know, on Etsy, sometimes you'll realize that someone is like a block away from oh, you. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then go, go walk and pick it up. Yeah, go walk up your yeah. street or let's you find out that maker is going to an event, a zero waste event and or um, a farmer's market, go pick it yeah. up at the farmer's market and at the same time support other makers and farmers and pick up the other things at the, at the same time. So if you have to, let's say, go somewhere in terms of transport, make it a worthwhile trip. I love that. <laughs> and that, you know, don't go somewhere with transportation just to do one thing. Go and do many things and pick up many, many items. Yes, I love that. And also, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought this up just because there really is a different vibration you feel when you buy something that is local because I mean first of yes. all a lot of them might be handmade artisans so of course no matter what yes. they are reusing something that that could have just simply been trashed or you know uh, thrown away in the junkyard but instead mm -hmm. they're reusing it and creating something of such great beauty because it's made handmade by them but also instead of yeah. and when you go to them again you said you're voting with your money so mm -hmm. um you know perhaps because those people are hopefully getting paid slightly more in some way um you're helping them out and then you're showing the big businesses like look we know you're not treating your employees well financially and mm. now we're giving money to these local businesses who are going to be able to make more money to hire those people to treat those people right so they live a better lifestyle exactly and it's also about connecting with your community i really am a fan of like slowing down so i we live in this mainstream society where everything is fast-paced we want everything now we want everything to be convenient we like convenience foods. We want our packages at our door the next day. You know what I mean? And so I really believe in community and slowing down. And I think that by going to a maker who took the time instead of uh, going to supporting a factory, you know what I mean? Like a corporation who makes things in a factory, you are helping someone's passion. Let's say you go and purchase a candle from a candle maker. They did that by hand. They did that by hand. You are supporting your local economy and you are connecting to someone else in your community. And I think that community is so important. We live in a day and age where we are glued to our phones, our computers, to screens. And we don't really think about getting out there and talking to our neighbors as much. Like I bet a lot of us out there or people who are listening can't really or don't really know the name of all the neighbors around them so what i like to do is i like to go out there and connect with my community i love talking to other makers i love knowing who's behind making my candles my soy wax candles i want to know them mm -hmm. i want i want to be friends with them you know what i mean uh, and so those like beyond just supporting a local business you are supporting a local friend so yeah. like this summer i went into like we live a little ways out of the country. We want to actually move to the country because we mm -hmm. keep going to the country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so obviously we're meant to be out there yeah. and I need to live a bigger garden. But I, I went into the country and I bought local, huge local watermelons from this lady named Sarah. And she does oh, such good watermelons, such good watermelons. But I am now friends with this woman and she has an amazing family. And it's just really nice to connect to people and get to know people and slow down a little bit, get out from your screen and actually see someone face to face. And you are supporting this person's family. 
this person, actual real person (laughs) who is passionate about growing watermelons by supporting them, you know? So I think that's really important. So I just want to throw that out there. That is such a beautiful message. I absolutely love your heart. And I love that you connect with other hearts and you make sure to put an effort into doing that. I mean, some of the listeners like might might be similar to myself where we can kind of hermit and be in our own little <laughs> world. Um, I'm such an introvert. I stay at home like most of the time for sure. But it is so important. There's just that balance like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. We're c- circling back to what we were talking about earlier, the balance of the rest and the yang. Um, yes. Also the I can't do it all the time. I no. can't do it all the time. But no. when I can do it, I do it. So like oh, I'm a perfect person. I'm imperfect. I can't keep going all the time. <laughs> I do take that downtime for myself. But when I am up again, and good and feeling good, I get out there, you know? It's about just as much as connecting with your community as it is about connecting with yourself. You need Mm -hmm. that rest time, you need to get out there, you know? I love all the different themes that we are (laughs) touching upon on this. Um, It's good, it's good. So good. Um, Before we dive into some random fire, do you have any more messages that come to heart when it comes to just a conscious lifestyle or helping mama earth or zero waste or veganism, whatever it is? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, (laughs) so I'll just throw random things out there that I think it's really important for us to, I I see organic come up a lot with people lately. So a lot of people have been messaging on my Instagram uh, about organics and whether I support organics or not. Now I don't have an unlimited budget and I have to feed my family. So people talk to me about how important organics are, or do I believe in GMO food? And to be honest, I think that I'm really imperfect when it comes to food. So I will buy, uh, like I will buy GMO peppers one day and I will buy organic peppers the next day. And it all comes down to my budget and what I can afford and what I think is okay for us to do. So in terms of our, like I grew an organic garden because I believe in organics. I believe in getting back there. But at the same time, I can't afford organics all the time for my family. I just can't do it. So by growing it, I'm helping get us organic food. So people ask me, like, do you, do you go out and support through organic companies? And I do, but I have a limited amount of, yeah. of like money. I have a limited amount of money. So if I could, if I had an unlimited amount of money, I would just support organics. That's what I would do. But Am I, am I scared of GMOs? I don't know. I don't know if I'm scared of GMOs. I hear, I hear stuff. I don't know. I prefer organics. That's what I do as I guess a mini urban farmer. Like I rather support organics, but I think that we as people can only do our best with what we are given and what we have. And so I do my best in terms of organics and GMOs. That has been coming up a lot on my Instagram lately. So I just want to throw that out there that you can only do the best you can. (laughs) That's such a beautiful message that, you know, it gives a lot of people permission to know that they're, they're doing okay because they're doing their best, even if it's not perfect. Again, they're imperfectly perfect. And it's like going to the grocery store and let's say you have a limited budget and you can't you know do everything in a zero waste low waste way just do the best you can because you know what your best is enough and I'm telling you right now if you need permission to like go out there and just do your best 
this is permission. Take this as a sign that you mm -hmm. can only do the best you can. And that is okay. That is okay. We don't have enough people saying that it is okay to be imperfect. It is okay for your best to be imperfect because you know what? Being perfect is overrated. It doesn't make sense. And all it does is make you unhappy. Yes. Amen, <laughs> sister. Ma, I, I freaking love you. You're amazing. You just <laughs> get it. And you're making a lot of people feel so good because, and because honestly, you also want to continue to do well when you do feel good about this. You don't have that anxiety. You don't have that conscious anxiety, that eco anxiety. You exactly. just, it's all feeling good about what you're doing. And then the momentum kicks in and then you do more good versus like giving yourself such a hard time because you aren't doing everything perfectly. Exactly. And it's really not on all of us as consumers to fix the world. It is on our governments. It is on our politicians. It is on the big corporations that are making so much environmental impact in terms of dumping their plastics, the air pollution Ugh. and stuff like that. Okay. So it is not just on you. You are one person in this world. Your best is good enough. What we should be doing is voting with our money, like I said, and also putting pressure on our governments yeah. to make a difference in this world because it is up to them. They are the ones with all the money. Seriously, this we are huge. giving our tax dollars to these politicians. They should be doing something and them not doing something isn't great. It's just not good. 100%, 100%. What are some ways that we can reach out to them or get our message out there, their, that message for Mama Earth out there so they listen because, again, we're voting with our money and they'll see right the numbers. They look at the stats. Yes. Write to your local politicians. Write to your local mayor. Put a compost plan in place for your city. Put pressure on your city to have a compost plan. Like right now, currently, so we've lived in Ottawa. I've lived in Montreal. I've lived in Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, and now we are living in Windsor, Ontario. And there is no compost plan with the city. It, I pay money every month to get my compost picked up wow. by a company. And that, that to me is such a big disconnect. We should be having, it should be picked up for free. Like it really should. And this should be mandatory. This should just be a basic necessity in every single city out there because putting, let's say your, your banana peel in the garbage and getting that shipped to a landfill, that banana peel is going to sit there and be perfect. I have heard, I've read about banana peels and carrots and even tacos in landfills from the 50s that are perfect condition. And it's because it, it's not given the opportunity to rot. It's not given the, the environment to rot. And so it should be a basic necessity for every city, every town out there to have a free compost plan. And so you need to put pressures a ton of pressure on your local politicians, your local mayor, your local city. Get out there, write letters, create petitions for people that sign. Get your friends to write emails too. Like do do small things like that. Even writing to companies, I do this all the time. I've written to Costco telling them that they need to have less plastic packaging. Like seriously, Costco, what are you doing? You have so much plastic packaging on your stuff even if like they change their own brand they have the yeah. Kirkland brand. 
get Kirkland, their own company to do something different. Yeah. Get some like compostable packaging, get some cardboard boxes in there, not so much plastic. And so just right by writing to companies or supermarkets you go to, you create change. And that is so, so important. Write to your government, write to your like prime minister, your, you know, your president, anyone who will listen to you, write to them. And because if enough people write, that will create change. And I also want to throw out there that there's this amazing group called Extinction Rebellion. And it actually started in the UK, but it's slowly creeping over to North America. And they have such awesome movements, such awesome protests, and they're very peaceful people, okay? Yeah, yeah. Just putting out there, very peaceful activists, but you actually have to be an activist in this day and age. So even going to the store and choosing to buy a glass jar instead of a plastic one, you are being a rebel. You are being an activist by doing that because you want to push for change. So even if you are a passive activist, you are still an activist. Yes, a passive not, activist. Exactly. It's not such a far step to grow it, like joining uh, a group like Extinction Rebellion where they have peaceful protests to make the government notice that what they're doing isn't okay for a lot of people. The more people who join in on these protests, the more the media takes notice, the more the government takes notice. So these are things that are almost necessary for us to do in this day and age. Three things that came to mind that I just have to address <laughs> as obviously you and yes. I will both go on rampages because we're very passionate about yes. this stuff. But okay, so one that you just touched upon, yes, it's up to the people to shift the government's perspective because they they want to get voted in they have their yeah. own agenda and you know what great we'll vote you in if you listen to us and so I mean that's why women are now able to vote that's why black people yeah, exactly. are you know seen as just as equal and you know gay people can get married now because the public spoke they listened that's and true, yeah. when you were talking about writing to the government I just saw like all right you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write something I think I'm gonna even post it on my insta story so people can copy it um tag me <laughs> yes I will tag you obviously and um yeah and then you know, more people can just like create their own and they can even write their own letters. So then yeah. their friends, cause you know, obviously not the entire world's going to see mine, but maybe this can be a thing where people write a letter, they could put it on their Instagram. So other people know like what to say, if they can just co copy it verbatim or they can write their own and then they also post it on their Insta story. So other people see it. And then, you know, that way it's not just one person's letter that's going out to the government or even Costco, which by the exactly. way, this is the third thing. If Costco were to see the psychology behind people. So um, to be honest, when it comes to, people's psychology when they buy something that they believe is eco-friendly or they believe is that makes them feel slightly better no matter how conscious of a person they are psychologically exactly. they're like oh I've done a little better because I ate plant-based today or I or this was plant-based yeah. so this is going to be better for my health or this is just going to be better for the environment like no matter how conscious they are psychologically if they think that they're doing slightly better they feel slightly better so they're going to want to buy that more if they can also afford it at the same time so. completely agree with you yes <laughs> so many things came to mind when you were talking about that I love the branches of and all the different themes like I said Ugh. yeah and I I completely agree with you with the Costco thing too because people feel better when they see the non-gmo sticker on things or yeah. the organic 
future. And so it really, it's, it's about being a conscious consumer and you feel good when you see those things, but there's also greenwashing. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, that support the companies that are doing good things. <laughs> yeah. But it, that are truly doing good things. Like the greenwashing, like you said, um, we also got to acknowledge maybe even right in Costco. Look, we see past you. We know that that's not 100%. We exactly. that. We're yeah. not dumb. Don't treat us like babies or idiots. We're smart. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready for a random fire? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Uh, early bird. Do you wake up before your kids or do your kids wake you up? Uh, it varies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course it varies. Um, what's your zodiac sign? Aries. Ooh. Oh my gosh. No wonder we get along. We're both fire. <laughs> Who are you? I'm a Leo. I am a Leo. Oh my goodness, yes! Hugs! (laughs) No kidding. All the hugs, all the big love, all the fire, all the passion. This makes sense so good now. This makes sense. (laughs) It makes so much sense why we vibe. I love it. What is your mantra? If you have one. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, be like Wabi Sabi. I would love that. Be Wabi Sabi. And if you Google Wabi Sabi, I love that you see, because when I go to Asia and you do see the imperfections in the statues, that just makes them more perfect in some way. It's more beautiful. It really is. And even people that wear scars on their body or their birthmarks and, you know, it's quote unquote imperfect or sense. Me, I I have discoloration on my skin when I tan and I like totally embrace it. Oh, that is awesome. I think like our society is slowly moving in the direction of thinking everything is beautiful even if it's like different and I love that I love seeing all the freckled models coming out yes love the freckles we're now they represent represent you know and the gap teeth I'm all about that it's all about real people and I love being able to see real people because you know what we're all beautiful we are all beautiful and imperfect and it like matters so much to see that represented in like campaigns and things like that it's so beautiful I agree it makes me so happy I'm so happy um (laughs) what is your favorite breakfast oh my goodness well I drink juice (laughs) so probably something like watermelon juice Ooh, yes I love watermelon juice okay so since you're a youtuber do you happen to have a favorite YouTuber that a, so one that might be part of your community and two, any YouTuber that is not in your community, but you watch for pure entertainment. If you even watch YouTube, I don't know. Okay. So I have to be honest. Uh, let's see. I love Robert Greenfield. <laughs> Rob Greenfield. He has an amazing YouTube channel. He talks about living a more sustainable life. He talks about, um, right now he's doing like a 365 day challenge where he only forages his own food and yeah, he's growing his own food in Florida and he's forging everything. And it's really, really interesting to see. And he actually just did this thing on Instagram and it was really, he does, he does things to get in people's faces. It's really, really cool in a way, but it makes you think, and I really love it because it shakes you up inside some of it. It makes you realize that there are parts of you that you didn't realize had a problem with something before. And then you get to like face that and acknowledge it. I think that's like him inadvertently doing that to me, but I really like it. He like posted this photo of him uh, eating roadkill, to be honest. And it really like, made me think about things because it makes it makes you triggered in a way yeah and then you're like why am I triggered by this and it made me realize that you know it's hard for me sometimes as a vegan but then I realized wait a second what he's actually doing by eating roadkill that's Uh sustainable that is an 
student. He's not paying someone to kill something. He is getting it locally. Like, (laughs) that is pretty, like, he's facing it, you know? And I think that's a good thing. If you're going to eat something, like, he did it in a really sustainable way. But it's, like, it is triggering. So I actually, I, I like him because he does trigger stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It makes me think about the way I see things and it makes me realize just really, it's really interesting. I don't know what to actually say about it, but it's just interesting. And so besides him, I like uh, Philip DeFranco, who's really not in my community, but he has a really cool take on the news and he takes like, I don't know, 15 minutes and breaks down the news. And so I say I don't watch mainstream news, but I watch Philip DeFranco every now and then. Right. So like keep updated. I get that. I get that. And Robert Greenfield sounds like such a perfect teacher. So does Philip DeFranco. What both of them are great teachers. (laughs) Is he like more of a comedian? Oh, who? Uh, Philip. No, Philip. Philip DeFranco. uh, He's huge. He has like millions of subs. He's like way up there. And I think he was one of the original first YouTubers. And so he really honed in on his craft. He is really good. And he is, I guess he provides uh, a different way of viewing the news. So he'll be like, um, this is a situation going on. Uh, You can either see it this way or this way. This is my take on it. And he's very upfront about it. So instead of it being like completely one-sided, he explores all aspects usually, or says, this is the only information I've been given about this take it at what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like when people do that. Yeah. I find it more honest than mainstream news channels Mm. on the TV. So he, he's limited by what he knows. He fully acknowledges that and he's limited by his own perspective. And so he says like, this is what the information is. Take it with what you want, you know, take what you want from it. Um, this is my perspective on it. What do you think? And so yeah, I really like that. He always passes the question off to you, as he says, and you like can talk about it in the comment section of the YouTube channel. And so I, I just think that makes a difference in our world a bit because we have so many mainstream news channels telling us what to think and giving us a very limited view on things. So it's, I think it's better to have an unbiased sort of look on things. And I don't know, like you can't say he's completely unbiased because right. he does give his perspective, but I and find he's yeah. more honest, you know? Yeah. See, I totally respect that. Yeah. I will check that out because yeah. I'm, I'm so resistant to the news, but at the same time, I do what I can to be aware of what's going on in the world. Cause I don't want to be completely yes. naive to it because I mean, we're, we've got to be the change makers if we want exactly. to see a change. So, exactly. but I just can't, I can't deal with the news. That's why, uh, you know, as much as I love my parents, I just can't be in the house because they just have the news blasted. My mom watches Fox and my dad watches CNN. (laughs) There's so much negativity. I find that um, the media thrives off negativity. When you have something bad going on, people are instantly drawn to it. They want to know what's happening. They want to know all this stuff. But that negativity creates negativity in you. And it what I found happened is it changed my outlook of the world. And I'm really a very positive person. I see, I get happiness out of like small cups of tea, like seriously, Mm. but um, (laughs) it was changing my outlook of the world and making me fearful of not only other people, but areas. Mm -hmm. And so 
I find that's driven by the news because they'll be like, it's unsafe here, or this is unsafe, or this is happening. They talk about like a lot of negative stuff, like shootings in schools and places like that. But that doesn't, and it made me fearful. It made, it started making me scared. And then I was like, I took a step back. I'm like, listen, just because it's all over the news doesn't mean that there aren't good people in this world doing good things. Mm-hmm. And so I like to focus my attention, not like I'm like the Amazon is burning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I understand this, but I want to focus on what we can do to help the situation, yeah. not on just the negativity of the situation, you know? So I see the Amazon as having woken up a lot of people. More people are conscious now about what's going on, right? Yeah. And so I think that, I think that's amazing. I choose to focus on the positive of the situation and what we can do to help the world. And so, yeah, I, I, that's what I take. (laughs) You are truly doing your part. I mean, I so honor you for everything that you spread is magical and helpful and is going to shift wonders and is shifting wonders. And you know, you're really enlightening people. I'm I'm just an imperfect person. me. I'm just, you know, trying to give people little bits of stuff they can do in their everyday life to be a bit more conscious. Hell yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Now the universe gave you billboards at absolutely no cost. So they were free for you to share just one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. So what would these billboards read? Oh man, this is like, I, it just popped into my head when you were saying that. And I could, <laughs> I could like suppress it and say, no, it's going to say this scientific fact or like this message, but I'm going to just say it now. I really think that the billboards should say, love yourself. I think there is a lack of love out there towards just people's selves. We are bombarded with so much negativity, like I said, and it, like the strive for perfectionism in our society and people just don't love themselves enough. And that's where a lot of hate stems from. That's where a lot of fear stems from. That's where a lot of just not being yourself stems from. And I understand this because the world is scary, but if we all loved ourselves a bit more, we would love our earth more. We would love each other more we all have to love ourselves in order to heal ourselves enough to love other people and help this world. Ah, oh, yes. Love yourself. Love yourself. yourself. (laughs) And then the last question that I ask all the Your Own Magic guests, how would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? Oh, get dirty. Yes, (laughs) I love that. Get dirty, stay magical. Peace is my thing that I say on my YouTube channel as like a sign out. And yeah, I think people need to get dirty Mm -hmm. and that's how you kind of stay magical. Go out there, get your feet dirty, go walk around barefoot, um, create something magical in your kitchen, get dirty. Like we don't get dirty enough. We get, we're afraid of messes. And I, I don't know, I have other people or other parents talk to me about how, like, am I scared that my kids are going to make a mess or, oh, the food is all over the floor and she's like, you know, your 13 month old is eating it. And like, she's <laughs> creating such a mess all over herself. And you know, the thing is, we're so scared of messes. We're so, so scared to get dirty in our society. Like getting dirty is natural. Yeah. It is okay. And by getting dirty, you are being creative because obviously you're doing something creative to get dirty. It is okay to be dirty. Yeah. Have a bath at night. You'll be okay, but get dirty because it puts you out there to be more creative, 
And by being more creative, you are becoming more magical and more connected to our earth and more connected to the higher consciousness and your consciousness and other people. It's all interconnected. Got to get dirty to get into it. <laughs> I love that answer so, so much. Oh my gosh. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. We're all pretty messy, dirty people on the inside anyways. So Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, uh, you know, reflecting your, your inner Truth. being. Yeah. <laughs> and it is okay to be dirty. It's okay to be messy. It is okay to be per- imperfect. That's just the way you are as a person. The sooner you embrace it and start loving that part of yourself, the sooner we can fix our world. Hell a lot of yeah. people out there in the world, we can fix it just by loving ourselves more. Yeah, you got to just start with the one person that you are, which is you individually. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Where can everyone find you and connect with you? Okay, I am on Instagram at the Fairly Local Vegan, and I have a website which is thefairlylocalvegan.com, and I have a YouTube channel which is just the Fairly Local Vegan, and I upload a video every Friday, and you can find my videos there, and you can find my ebooks on my website, and again, I have another ebook coming out before December, all about being. Zero waste and low waste and being a rebel in this mainstream society, how you can be a rebel because I always sign, I guess, yeah. sign on to my videos with hello, my yeah. beautiful rebel. So I'm all about being a rebel, being a beautiful rebel, embracing that aspect of you. And yeah, the world needs more rebels. Become a rebel. <laughs> I love that you call your audience rebels. I mean, everyone is. And so that's just like fit, that, that is so fitting. I love it. And also I'm going to put all of that in the show notes for everybody too, of course, because I really want them to easily find you and connect with you and watch your amazing videos because you have so much great insight. There's a reason why you're a lot of people's go-to person when it comes to this low waste zero waste movement minimalist just mindful veganism because you're so relatable you give us permission to be ourselves and because you know there's a lot of people that need to show perfection when they Mm -hmm. post but you make it so messy I'm I'm in the best way yeah, I'm an imperfect, dirty person. I, yeah. you know, my kids are themselves. I don't like showing like a perfect life because I don't have that. And I don't want to further that message in the world. Like I could edit my videos into some perfect, nice little <laughs> constructed, I don't know, video, but I would rather have an imperfect nicely edited. (laughs) I do nicely edit my videos, but they're just like, I want to show the mess. I want to show what that, you know, zero waste or low waste is dirty. I want to show that I'm just a person and that is pretty much it. Like I I am what I show. Like people met me. I actually went to a speaking event in Toronto last week and I had some people come up to me who recognized me and they're like, oh my goodness, you're the same in person. Yeah, I'm the same in person. There is like, I don't have to worry about having a persona online and having one offline because it's just me. I don't have to like, (laughs) I don't have to keep track of anything. This is just all me. (laughs) You are, you are just you. I love it. And I love the person you are, the human you are, the soul you are, everything you've created. I'm so thankful to be connected with you. And also when your book comes out, you'll have to come back on if it feels right for you because you're more than welcome anytime because this really lit me up. And I just, there's something about you. There's something about you. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's so nice to connect to you. You're so passionate. You're so grounded. I love it. You are absolutely amazing. I love what you are doing. Just, it's 
so much kindness, so much love, and so much light. You're amazing. You're amazing. Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra, that is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. And make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations where I sprinkle in at least one new meditation a month and the most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state, along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety, and a lot of deep imaginings, which I love to do personally, is to just visualize and expand my imagination so I can be more creative in my day. In addition to that, other soul-expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals, yada yada. (laughs) Anyway, I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.